When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. What is going on, everybody? Finally, Ice and I are back uh, having issues with my work travel. I'm traveling to Florida every single week, Sunday through Thursday. Really tough timing with the WNBA playoffs, but we advance. Ice moved into a new apartment, uh, working all over the place, can find her everywhere. And what better way to, to come back after a few weeks of a break with an incredible guest, Midwest legend, uh, once called the hardest working senior in America by the great Kim Barnes Orico, Atlanta Dream Forward, Nas Hillman. Nas, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Excited to talk with Ice tonight. We'd love that. Love that energy. <laughs> so, Nas, just completed your second year in the W. Uh, I remember. Meeting you around the WNBA draft, uh, energy was super high. I feel like Atlanta got a gem of not only a, a player, but a human being. Two years with Atlanta, what can you say about just the, the growth of the culture of the team and just kind of the energy around the, the city and, and joy for the season that the Atlanta Dream had? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I can't talk up Atlanta enough. Um, obviously, kind of coming in, um, I mean, I felt like when I got there, everybody was was rookies at that point in terms of the coaching staff, you know, the ownership. Um, so it's just really 
Atlanta's turned its tire. I feel like everybody's kind of noticing that now and, and, you know, really talking about it a lot. But, I mean, from the outside, it, it may look a certain way, but it looks the same on the inside. Um, just, I mean, a really good culture like you talked about. Um, Coach T came in and, and, you know, the first day we met as a team, she kind of put in – she put in her 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 – her vision into us and from the jump it's like this is how we're going to do things around here you know if, if you don't like it if you don't want to be a part of it you're free to walk out the door but this is how it's going to be and you know we're going to have fun while we're doing it and that's been exactly what it what it has been you know these two years and it's just been so special um you know obviously before looking in and seeing you know what Atlanta was about and now just how different it is and, and being able to be a part of the growth um, you know, whether that's culturally or just, you know, wins and losses. Um, and we've had, you know, much more success in, in the wins and loss category and, you know, making playoffs for the first time in five years was, was super special. And, you know, to be able to do it with such a team that I really, really enjoy and they feel like family was, I mean, everything that I could think of and dream of, obviously, you know, wish we went farther, but this is a stepping stone for us. Um, and I mean, the energy in Atlanta is just amazing. I mean, just seeing some of, you know, driving on the highway and seeing some billboards, you know, when we clinched, that was amazing. And just sometimes seeing people in, in the store and how excited they, they were for us when we were about to head out to playoffs. Um, but I mean, just the energy inside of the arena is unmatched. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like we have the best arena um, experience in the league. And that just shows how much Atlanta just backs um, you know, our, our team and, you know, how excited they are that we've just really changed the tides and the culture and the atmosphere. Um, and, you know, we're hoping to continue to build off of that. Mm. I wanted to ask you about the energy in Atlanta because I, a year ago, worked for the Connecticut Sun and we traveled on the road. So I got to experience a game day with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, I thought you guys in Phoenix were some of my favorite places to be. Just overall energy, experience, mm -hmm. fan engagement, um, but you guys had a record of sellout crowds this season in the W. Um, and I think that speaks a lot about the culture that you're talking about in Atlanta. So mm -hmm. what's it like just knowing that the fans are so bought in that, you know, game in and game out, they're coming, they're packing the house, they're selling out crowds um, and not even during playoff time, right? These are regular season games that you guys are selling out and, and build and creating records for. Mm -hmm. it, it means a ton. It means the world um, because it hadn't always been like that for Atlanta, um, but they continue to show up and, and, you know, we get to talk to fans sometimes, whether it's meet and greets or you see them out or whatever. And they're just like, it just brings me so much joy to come to these games. Like we know how hard you guys are playing for us and, and we want to continue to back you and, and support you in any way that we can. Um, and I mean, it just, it just hits different when you know, like people are saying that they're driving two hours, you know, every game day to come and watch us play. And you just want to give a different type of energy, you know, to those fans. And, you know, it's one thing for them to come out, but it's another thing for them to come out and cheer as loud as they do. And for as long as they do, you know, whether, you know, we're up 20 or down 20, um, just really always giving their energy. And it just, it, it makes a difference. It feels like you're playing for, you know, someone other than yourself. And, and that's exactly what the feel is in Atlanta. Um, you know, I feel like our, our in-house uh, um, personality um, and game personality definitely helps with that. She's awesome, Bria. Um, but it just, it, I mean, it makes a world of difference when you're when you're playing for something or someone other than yourself. And, and that's what the Atlanta fan base is all about. Mm -hmm.
Y'all have such a y'all have so like too many likable players. As a <laughs> as a New York Liberty fan, um, seeing how much fun and like how much y'all like each other just on social media, mm-hmm. and just watching like watching y'all on the bench, uh, the the game y'all beat New York in New York like incredible game. Um, mm-hmm. I was there. Uh, I felt it the minute I walked in. I saw everybody warming up and just everyone felt extremely in sync uh i mean i think haley was starting that game because uh i guess d rob was out uh hurt but just talk about the ceiling that you you feel your team had this year i mean you're you were right up there you you had close games with you know the aces who uh, are in the wba finals and you you beat the liberty um came pretty close the second time in new york uh won't talk about what happened at home against the Liberty. Don't need to discuss that. But no. uh, just talk about the potential that you see, uh, you know, two years in, you added some new pieces. Uh, everyone's gelling well and learning Tanisha's system. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm, I'm super excited for the future. I feel like, you know, we saw some of those glimpses, you know, whether it was against, you know, a team like teams like New York and Vegas, but also we had that, stretch where we, um, I want to say it was seven and we won seven in a row. And, you know, I felt like we were playing some of our best basketball and we were just in sync. Um, and obviously there's always growing pains, like you said, a bunch of new, um, I mean, in the last two years, a lot of new players, but then even in this last year, um, a lot of new players, whether that's in the draft or, you know, free agency. Um, so just finding ways to make sure that we are, you know, helping them to, to reach their fullest potential. And sometimes that's really hard to do in one year. I mean, obviously, I think people know by now that basketball is a lot about chemistry as much as it is about the X's and O's and the skill. Um, so I feel like we found some of that, um, but I feel like as, as we continue to gel and we continue to grow together, we're going to find that more and more. Um, but we definitely saw glimpses um, of, you know, individually people growing, um, but also as a collective. And I, mean, I think it's really um scary for other people when we continue to to gel and, and grow and just, you know, expand um, on so many levels. Um, but it'll also be, I mean, a joy to be a part of. And, you know, I'm super excited. Um, I mean, like you said, we have a lot of a lot of fun characters on this team and they just make coming in every day so enjoyable that, you know, obviously when there's a grind or it's a tough day, um, they, they just make it a lot easier and they make it a lot lighter, um, which, I mean, especially you know, when playing 40 games or however many games, sometimes, you know, you might walk in and it might be a difficult day. Um, but, you know, just seeing some of those faces or, or you know, having a conversation with, with any of them, um, it, it makes a difference in the day. Now, as you talked about individual growth, and so we have to talk about your individual growth. Just in your second year alone, your efficiency sparked up um, your top 10 in offense rebound percentage in the league per whole hoop stats. Uh, And I just wanted to really ask you what was different about, you know, obviously getting another year under your belt in this tough league is nice, but what did you really focus on and how were you able to take your game to the next level this season? Yeah. You know, I I feel like I had a very unique opportunity my rookie year, um, Mm -hmm. being able to get some minutes. Um, We had a lot of injuries, you know, my, my rookie season. So I was kind of thrown into the fire, which, you know, I felt like uh, was a huge help for me because I was able to get a little bit of that experience Mm -hmm. and and go into my second year, knowing exactly, you know, what coach T wants, what this league looks like, what it looks like playing against some of the best players, you know, in the world um, and finding out, 
you know, what can I do to affect the, um, the game and what can I do to help my teammates win? And and offensive rebounding was was a big thing that I felt like, you know, it just makes a difference whether I'm getting, you know, the offensive rebounds to score or to kick out to, you know, my sharpshooters. So just finding the little things um, I think is really, really important for me. I mean, I'm an undersized player in my position. So I always have to figure out how to do the dirty work, how to do the little things. And and for me this year, it was it was offensive rebounding and just trying to have extra possessions whenever I could. Um, you know, everybody has their role and and sometimes that was my role. And 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 I was okay. Actually I was I was great with that being what it was, especially if it meant we were going to win the game because of, you know, the extra possessions we were able to to take care of. Yeah. Well also fours you learned from. I mean, yeah. the, the other four players that you have on your team are stellar. I talked to Monique Billings the other day. Um, she was on a stadium network show that I did. Obviously, Cheyenne pa Parker had a career season, but what's it like just day in and day out in practice, you know, learning from those fours and maybe taking some things from their games? I think one of the best things we do as basketball players is we pick apart other people's games and we take little pieces when we can. What little pieces have you taken from either Mo or Cheyenne to get your game to the next level? Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're they're both incredible uh, vets to kind of look after. And, and I mean, those are two people I'm able to compete against in practice. So, you know, I'm going against people who are who are bigger than me, a little bit more experienced um, and just trying to find ways to work around them. So it's like, you know, I know how hard they work. Um, you know, we're talking about Cheyenne. She's one of the hardest working people, you know, that I know. She's always in the gym, always getting her extra reps. Um, and, you know, just seeing how hard she works at her craft, you know, makes me want to be better um, and makes me want to get into the gym. It makes me want to, you know, if I get it off as a rebound over her, like that make you know, I'm, I'm feeling good because I know I'm making her work harder and I know I'm having to work hard for it um so just that energy that she brings or or both of them really that they bring and a little bit of their knowledge i feel like i'm always going back and forth with them or just you know when we have schemes you know how, how would you play this what would you do you know from this perspective even though obviously their perspective is a little bit different since they are um are bigger in terms of their size they're not considered undersized um but nia also helps me a lot you know mm -hmm. in that regard she's undersized um, but we both have very different skill sets. So we bounce stuff off of each other a lot. Um, and I feel like just because they've been in the league so long, especially on the defensive, the defensive side of things, I can always spitball. Okay. This player, you know, this is, this is what they do. How can I, how can I get around? How can I, you know, get a tip off this? You know, what's, what's their, what hand are they going to the most? And you know, what, where are you going to be at on, on the floor so that you, I can make sure I'm forcing, you know, them to you. So I have a little bit more help side. So just the competitive aspect of being able to go up against them in practice um, mm -hmm. and knowing that we're making our, each other better, but also a lot of spitball and when it comes to scouts and, you know, trying to really game plan for the other team. Thing, Nas, I, I do want to go back to you saying uh, or talking about accepting the role you were asked to play because I can't imagine for you know most people to go from basically ninety percent of everything Michigan did your senior year, uh, like just how much they relied on you to do absolutely everything, to basically shorten that up. Uh, in the time, limited time you had in your first and second year on the court to, to give it your all and play that role. Uh, incredibly humble. I, I know from my perspective, I, would, I wouldn't last, um, just not me. But talk about, for us, I guess, what it's like the transition as a rookie to a 
I mean, you're basically playing almost the same number of games depending on how far you go in March. But what is it like just practices in general, the the schedule of like a real adult? You're not in college anymore. You don't have to go to classes necessarily. Uh, what it like? What is that transition in just summarize for us? Yeah, um, I mean that transition is is a lot. I'm not gonna lie, and and, and it and it gets tough, you know. At, at some points, I I always tell people like it took me the entire year last year to be like, I'm the W. Like this is what I do for a living. Like it just took so long for it to hit for me um, that I was. And just it happens like, right after right after like. The I you yeah. get a break. Yeah, yeah. you're just right. Yeah. So, I mean, when I tell you it was a whirlwind, like, I mean, it was like straight from NCAAs, then it was basically the draft. Then, like, I felt like what was two days later, I was already in Atlanta. Like, I was still in school during training camp. Like, mm -hmm. I just, like, things were rolling. And then it was the, it was the condensed season. So it was just like, we're, we're going with people. Like, we don't have time to be thinking about whatever it is. Like, you just, in the moment um and as much as i felt like i was in the moment at that time it really took until the end of the year like probably the last week where i was like i do this for a living like this is this is my life this is my job um so i mean it's just an adjustment period i mean you talked about you know having to you know go from basically everything running through me at michigan to being a role player and again like that was a tough transition but you know, funny enough, I talked to some of my old teammates from Michigan who who played this role for us and were so good at it. You know, one of my best friends, um, Danielle Roush, and she was just like, you know, I had to find what we needed to be able to to win games. I had to make she was a point guard. I had to make sure you got the ball. Like that was my job. Like and and I was happy in doing that because I knew you were going to take care of it, and and we were going to go on from there. And you know that's how I feel about my teammates now. Like I'm going to do whatever I need to to get us a win because I know that collectively we're going to take care of it. We're going to get wins, and you know from there you just move on. But um, you know off the court that transition of. You know, I have all this time on my hands. Like I tell people now, like if I had to go back and do it again, I couldn't. I don't know how I <laughs> classes and, and was in class all day and then practice and then did study hall and a lift and and had a social life and went to sleep. Like I just I have no idea how I had that much time in the day. Um, so right now I'm just really trying to make sure I, I have a schedule so that I, I have everything that I need. Um you know, every single day and I prepare for every game and every practice, but it, it is a difference. It's a big jump and, and you don't have anybody holding your hand. I mean, in college, they schedule you to a T from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you got a schedule. And now you have your schedule from the time practice starts <laughs> to the time practice ends. And maybe you'll have an engagement that you have to go to. So just filling that time, making sure you're doing what you need to do as a pro um, so that you can be your best self every day. Mm. Naz, I want to talk about playoff basketball. Um, just uh, you had such a great career in college. You guys met on an incredible run. Um, you know what it's like NCAA wise to get deep in tournament. And now you know what it's like to experience the WNBA playoffs as well. What are just maybe the one or two main differences that you notice between playoff basketball, tournament basketball, college versus W? Mm -hmm. I mean, I... The one, I feel like the the biggest difference that I feel like everybody will know is, I mean, once you're in the W, you've played against all the teams that you're going to play, you know, in playoff time. Where in college, you might not have even seen the team that you're playing against. Like, you're like, I have no idea. So so the game planning is a, is a lot different. Um, mm -hmm. 
know, in the W, you know, you have, obviously you have all your scouts throughout the year. So you're like, okay, these are the things that worked for this team. These are the things that hasn't worked. And you're able to change based off that. While in college, you're like, I, like I said, you've never seen this team. You you may not know some of the players. So it's like, I mean, you just have to kind of base it off of your skill set, your team skill set. And sometimes you have to, you know, really focus in on yourself and what you feel like you can do best um, mm-hmm. against that team. But um, that that's definitely a huge one. And I think just the physicality of it. Um, mm-hmm. Coach talked to us a lot. And even before playoffs start, you know, the couple weeks where people were fighting, teams were fighting for for spots, she's like, this is playoff basketball right now. Like, people are fighting to the nail every moment for 40 minutes to try to either secure a spot in the playoffs or secure their seating so that they can go home and, you know, play at home for their, their first couple of games. So, I mean, while I feel like college physicality kind of turns up, but I mean, I feel like in the W, it just it just reaches another level um, mm-hmm. that either you're prepared for it and you're throwing the punches first or you're not and you're getting knocked down. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, and I really did hold to heart what Coach C was saying about, it wasn't just playoffs once we got there. It was those weeks leading up to where it was yeah. just different, a different caliber of basketball. Love that. Nas, like incredibly well spoken, by the way. Like I, I, I feel like every guest we 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 bring on, uh, I always I always feel a little bit, not a little bit, a lot lower than ice because of how professional she is. But I mean, I know you did some work with uh, like Big Ten media stuff. Uh, is there any chance for you to continue to do some type of type of work like that? Yeah, I hope so. Um, obviously, well, I won't be able to do it this this off season, but I hope to get back into it. I don't know if it'll be a long-term thing, but I definitely enjoy it. I, it gives me a different perspective, one that I, I, you know, I can't play it. I can't be in a coaching role to have any hands-on. I just have to see the game and, and break it down, which I enjoy that yeah. kind of challenge of, you know, what's going on, even though I'm not in the locker room. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably pick it back up um, just depending on, on when. Love mm-hmm. that. Hoping for it. A good segue into talking about what is coming up next for you. Yeah. Uh, Ice, you have experience in Australia. Uh, we're gonna have to give Nas some tips, uh, food, everything, just big living spiders. life. Really big spiders, really big spiders. <laughs> okay, like, so uh, yeah, it's a real, it's real. Like I feel like everyone thinks it's a myth when you go over there, but when I tell you, Nas, like I was playing in northwest coast of Tasmania. Okay. I got back earlier this year um, in May, and my second night in the apartment there was a spider behind like the wall heater that was like the size of my palm probably bigger probably like fingertip edge and i just remember like seeing its legs out of the heater and like i was like oh i think that's dirt and then getting closer and it moved and i lost it oh um i completely lost my cool um so i would just say yeah like if if you're you know just Animals are a real thing in Australia. Like, it's a real thing. You see things you've never seen before. Well, it's good to prep. We don't want to scare. It's good <laughs> yeah. to prep. Well, now I'm like, all right, Jay, we might need a rep. We need, we need to tear up this contract. I don't know. No, no, don't no, know. no, no, no. We don't want to talk like that. No, no, no. Not for Jade. No. No, no, no. You're going to an amazing league. The fans are going to love you, but it's just the animals. Like, just every now and then, like, a little huntsman spider is not so little. Oh, 
Uh, yeah. I've been hearing that. So then I, so like I said, I'm in Michigan and there's a couple of Australians um, here on the team. So I was asking them about it. They're like, no, it's, it's not that bad. Like everybody's dramatic, but I guess if you live there, you're like, yeah. this is normal. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You become desensitized to it. Like we do police brutality, you know? Oh, great point. That was a little dark. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but, but Nas, can you talk about like, so, I mean, I guess we haven't really said it. Nas will be playing in the NWBL, one of the best leagues overseas in Australia, if you haven't caught on, uh, for the Melbourne Boomers. Uh, can you talk about the, the process of one, like, okay, I do want to go play overseas too. It was, uh, Australia, like a target country. Cause you know, it's a great league. It's a beautiful country. Um, and then just the overall thought process of, Wow, I'm about to be living across the world uh, for an extended period of time in the off season. Yeah. Um, so just with the whole overseas things, they usually I will backtrack. I wanted to play overseas. Um, I felt like it'd be a great opportunity for me just to get more experience. I've heard, you know, how great um, overseas in general has been in terms of people's growth development development over there um, and I've also heard how how great the Australian League is in terms of development but I feel like it would be great for me especially you know as I am on the younger side only in my second year I want to get as much basketball under my belt as I possibly can um, and then you know coaches reach out and Australia wasn't a, wasn't a target league but you know once I found out that they were interested I was like I mean I've like I said I've heard such great things you know about their league their coaches their style of play which I felt like really um, it puts me in a really good spot mm -hmm. um, and then I mean from there it's just taken off I haven't heard anything bad except for the spiders and snakes um, so <laughs> it was kind of a no-brainer um, especially in my first year I think it's Although it is far, which I feel like will be my toughest challenge, um, it's nice that it's, it's still an English speaking, um, I want to say country, but technically it's a continent and, and both. But, um, and, and I don't have to, you know, walk through that barrier, which I, you know, I felt like, even though it's so far that I have to kind of give or take one or the other, like, mm -hmm. we're going to be far or we're going to be somewhere um, where, you know, English isn't the primary language. But, you know, I feel like Australia is a sweet spot. Um, mm -hmm terms of everything. Obviously, like I said, the distances and the time change is one of the biggest obstacles. But I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited to get out there. I actually leave here pretty soon. Um, and I'm trying to get all of my bearings together. And, you know, every so often I look at the clock and I'm like, okay, what time is it over there? <laughs> Just so I can kind of get my mind right um, and try to schedule my FaceTimes back home. So kind of yeah. breaking all that down, but super excited and, you know, all good things except for spiders and snakes <laughs> love that love that i mean you're going at a sweet time too you got yeah. the australian open that's mm -hmm. gonna happen i mean yeah. check that out it's like one of the coolest sporting events in the world yeah. uh, and crazy. it's like it's their summer right sport. yes their summer i you know i've been talking yeah. to people. they're like oh you're coming at a beautiful time like it's spring summer so yeah. I'm, I'm like yes I, i'm gonna basically have a year full of of summer so i'm not mad at that um i'm probably gonna come back with an accent it won't be good but i'll come back with an accent i'm almost sure of it so uh, yeah i would just say just go sightseeing i love to like doing natural sites um like just seeing reservoirs and like rainforest like it's actual rainforest there it's not the fake ones that we have i feel like here 
Um, but it's beautiful and the people are awesome. Like everybody's so chill. It's a vibe. Um, it's a really cool place to travel into like the continent. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you're going to love it. It it is though. You're right with the English speaking. Like it is very much easy to to feel like you can adapt to it. Mm -hmm. If you've been other places where, you know, English is not the language. Um, so I definitely hear you on that, but I love my experience. I did not want to leave. Um, and the beaches are amazing. So yeah, if you're a beach bum too, like find mm -hmm. a beach in Melbourne, you will be near water. Mm -hmm. um, I flew into Melbourne, so you're going to love it. Like it's, it was a vibe. I did not want to come back. I did not want to come home. Ask Dano. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you again. I, um, I, I, I just, I want to, uh, I want to make a, a commitment on the pod. The, the minute we get a photo of ice holding a, I mean, ice, Nas holding a koala bear, I will make it my Twitter profile picture. Absolutely. Right. Okay, let me write this down. Let me write yes. this down. Yeah, yes. Are some... we sure we're doing that with all the Atlanta Dream Slander? This okay, year? yes. I, I, Nas, I could not I, get off. Nas, listen, we're here now. We were both like mates, you know, kind of Australia. Mates? Yeah, and, and Dano, you know, during the season was not the biggest fan of your hey, team. Hold on, hold on. Wow. Yeah. Well, hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on. Hey, full transparency. I'm he's honest. Yeah. Open book. Open book. I I uh I do a lot with our, our betting website and content. Mm -hmm. And who was higher on the dream preseason than me? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Wagered actual American dollars, not not Canadian dollars, not uh not the yen, any other currency. American oh, yeah. dollars on the Atlanta Dream winning more than the projected win total. When I saw it wasn't going my way, I started to freak out a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh may and you know i'm a i'm an irrational sports fan i say things i i i've said a lot of bad things about the new york liberty too lately let's let's be honest um i mean i think the city of uncasville has taken a lot of heat for me but yes i was definitely too too irrational but i'm 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 already i was gonna say convince me to be back on the atlanta dream but Nas, you've already done that okay. all right I, I, you can't just be swaying back and forth like things get tough all around, you know. I'm saying, I'm saying. But, I, but I gotta, I gotta hold, I gotta hold you guys accountable too, right? I mean, I like, that. I can't actually everything's peachy. Okay. Unintended. Okay. Well, this is this is the thing. Like, you just don't get too high, don't get too low. Just right in the middle, find the sweet okay. spot, and I think we can work that out. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. I'll be. I'll be I'll be looking out for this now. All right. Now it's made me sweat a little bit. Okay. Um. <laughs> Oh well, abs, abs, all right, let's 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 uh, let's get off me real quick. We got a few more minutes. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us so long. Nas, we are recording this on Thursday, October 5th. We have the finals starting on Sunday, October 8th. Nas, I think everyone really wanted to see this. Maybe not. We got the two so-called super teams. I mean, you obviously played against both. What is it that is that makes these teams so hard to beat? I mean, they have superstars on their team. I yeah, mean, that is just that simple. I mean, a, just a tough caliber of of players. I mean, from top to bottom, offensively and defensively, um, who just who just make a difference. And and it's and it's a collective. I mean, it's not just you know one player from each team who you just know you know is going to have to carry all the weight. But if they need to, they can. So it's just like. That that's just such a, a huge difference. I feel like for those two teams compared to some others, where it's like, okay, well, our leading score isn't our leading score tonight. That's fine. Next up, next up, and it's not just okay. Two, it's three and four and five. You know, so it's just 
that's, I mean, a huge difference uh, for those two teams. But, I mean, individually, um, in terms of, I mean, New York, they just have, I mean, a bench. I feel like that really makes a difference for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they, their starters need that blow, they, they can have it um, and, and not necessarily feel a drop-off. Um, where on the Vegas side, they don't necessarily have that, but their stamina, I mean, it usually doesn't feel like they need any, any sub. They just bring that, that fire and that intensity every single night for 40 minutes. Um, so I'm really excited for this matchup. I'm one of those people who am excited only because I can't be in it, but you know, obviously we would have had Atlanta in that, you know, that would have been the better choice anyway. Um, you know, in a few years or next year, we'll, we'll get that done. But, um, Definitely an exciting matchup. I feel like we're a basketball fan. What's your, prediction? What's your prediction of this series? Give it oh. to us. You know, I just feel like I can't even give you one. That there, oh. that matchup has just been so tough. Like, mm-hmm. obviously Vegas has has won some of them, but New York has won some of them um, pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, obviously, Vegas has been running through their competition as of late. New York has had a couple of bumps, but, you know, nothing that's, you know, too, too much where anybody should be, you know, going off the deep end. But um, like I said, just, just really, really excited for this matchup. It, it's I wild to think. Cheated it, but I didn't give you a prediction. I just, I just, I just want to. <laughs> you know, I, I love it. That's like, okay. look how trained you are for the media. I mean, like Big Ten Network, like you, you can't let her go to Australia. You got to sign her to a huge deal get her in the booth but um i mean it's hard it's it's crazy it's like your your first year you you had to guard asia and stewie and probably at i mean all these mvp candidates and that's uh i mean that just the growth that you've had as a player um just how mature you are about the game it's so impressive uh really enjoyed talking to you uh, I mean, ice drag me to Atlanta next year, please. I yeah. will. I will absolutely go to a game. See if it compares to Barclays. Yeah. Um, yes. It's nothing to go to Atlanta. I love it. It's a good vibe in there too. And they have the um, the kids. They had like the little drum line coming. Oh my goodness! It's like it's amazing. So yeah, we've got young kids drum line. We've got a a old. We have like a like a older I saw yes. group. They're pretty awesome. Like we've. <laughs> We've got some tricks up our sleeves. So, I mean, I mean, and also not to mention the basketball, but you know, that's yes. <laughs> part of it, obviously. Yes. It is a whole vibe coming to Atlanta. And you have one of my favorite broadcast teams as well. They're so, amazing, right? I mean, yes. not to see them as much, but when mm-hmm. I just chat, um, I mean, they're great. They're yeah, great. shout out to Angel Gray, Lachina Robinson, Tab Turner. They are fantastic. They are. Ice was telling me, like, she knows how how scarred I am as a, as a former Houstonian uh, by my guy, James Harden behind me. She was saying, we, we gotta, we gotta replace it. I mean, it'd be too basic of me to do a, uh, a New York Liberty Jersey. So um, <laughs> we're Nas, we're going to make it happen. We're going to, we got to get your Jersey up there. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get it signed. And instead of having, we'll have one picture of you playing, but I do want the picture of you holding a koala. I want okay. it for my yeah. life. So I'm that's, that's my only ask for you in Australia, besides dominating on the court. Just the koala picture. I think we can make that work. Um, how soon are we talking that jersey? Because I, I, um, we gotta have the receipts. I'm gonna have to come back to this. Okay. So 
I'll I'll, I'll order it. I'll I'll give a Jade. We'll we'll figure out how to how to send it. If I have to pay for for shipping it all the way to Australia, we we can do that. Because <laughs> it because you know that's priceless to to win back the the grace of the Atlanta Dream for all my for all my hate on Twitter. It's it's gonna mm -hmm. stop. I I'm going back to like you said, level even. Okay, we're, we're not too high, not too low. Not too high, not too low. That's when it gets crazy. That's when it gets crazy. And you come either crashing down or crashing up. Just <laughs> right here. That's oh, love it. Love amazing. It. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, safe travels on the 17 hour flight. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that you really enjoy Australia. I hope that you find some awesome mates to enjoy your time with. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I had an amazing time. So like love I said, it. thank you. And I'm looking forward to all the pictures and the Jersey. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Nas. <laughs>